0: Alrighty.
1: already. Well, I'm kinda of eating breakfast right now. I know. Yeah.
0: I had two hard boiled eggs before I came here. <laughs> it's my breakfast. Wow. And a banana.
1: Well, I got a banana in the other room.
0: I've had this uh sick eye twitch for like three months. And I feel like at this point I need to go to the doctor and be like, dude, tell me what's wrong with me. I, I
1: thought you'd be like, I I thought the hard boiled eggs would actually cure it. That's what I wished.
0: I don't know what it is. So so like which eye? Both, it alternates. It's not happening now. And it's very very minor like unless I tell you about it and then you purposely look for it, you can't notice it. Did you just twitch? I didn't. Well, I was mo- I was purposely mm. doing this with my eyes. But uh But yeah, I don't feel stressed. I I've cut down my caffeine intake quite a bit. I probably drink okay. one coffee maybe every other day. What? Yeah. I uh, I got those screen protective glasses when I play video games or when I'm up late on my phone, I wear these little glasses that are sp- supposed to protect your eyes from Blu-ray lights, which is also sometimes the culprit of an eye twitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started meditating to try to deal with stress. And it's still there. I'm like, what is going on? Am I, am I the early stages of – You know, whatever JR has, am I gonna eventually have Bell's palsy? Bell's palsy. Is eventually only half of my face gonna work? I don't know. Maybe I need some Botox. That was the other thing. No, I I don't think you need Botox. That's what it said. At the end of the day, it's like if you can't get it fixed, you need
1: Botox. All right, all right. So, so you've already been to the doctor for this a couple times, right? No, I haven't. No, no. I haven't no. Been there one time. Okay, so you've been doing like the almost like the web MD. I've been thing. doing the web so you're like remedy. What thing. does it mean if I have an eye twitch? Yes, and like the first thing that pops up is like, oh, uh, your eyes are just dry. So did you like over moisturize your eyes? Yes, I actually have eye drops in my pocket right now.
0: Okay, but I just using, got you know. I just got the eye drops yesterday. Okay, so, that's, so, that's so this is new... this is
1: like 90 days later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this eye twitch has been here since like the the new year. Yeah. Did you make a New Year's resolution when you're drunk? You're like. God damn, I want my eyes to twitch more. No. I mean, like, involuntarily, you started twitching your eyes more.
0: No. You sure about that? I'm, I am 100% positive. It is awful. It is the worst. Mm. Have you ever had a lengthy eye twitch? No. It's it's awful. I mean, they joke about it in cartoons. They're like, oh, something happens to me. Oh, I twitch. It's like, ah, that's funny. But it's not happening to you when you think it's funny. I, why now I- it's happening to me, and I'm like, yeah. damn, this is awful. You'll be talking with somebody, hey, what's going on, man? Hopefully you're having a great weekend. Wait, 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 hey, wait, hey, wait, you wait, all right, wait, dude? Do you want me to call so, somebody? So you, like, you, what's going
1: you on? You make it almost like a, you have, like, an eye seizure where just like, your whole eye flickers, too, and not That's, just your lid? No.
0: It's actually very minor. I, it happened a couple of times over the weekend, and I said, hey, sorry, my eye switching. She was like, I can't tell that it is. And I was like, well, I can feel it.
1: Wait, 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 wait. definitely wait. happening. So are you sure this is
0: not just in your head? Maybe it's in my head. Maybe I, Maybe I need to see a... Psychiatrist instead of a... No, I'm just kidding. What I don't was think you have to
1: go see a psychiatrist.
0: You don't think so? I mean, you
1: got to watch more wrestling.
0: After last night?
1: Pff, actually,
0: last night was really good. There was a lot of good stuff. You know,
1: happened. last night was not bad. You know, it was not bad. Was it great? It was not bad, though. Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking good.
0: We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino, and We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. Welcome to Grapple Talk. This is Nick Ragnar joined by Jesse Von Rudin, the flagship edition. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. Took last week off, just schedules did not work out for us. No, not at all. We could have came in on Friday and uh, you know, we were like, well, we're going to release a new uh, podcast in a couple of days. And I think we both woke up on Friday morning like, man, we're tired.
1: Yeah, and I think it would have been one of those things where we would have done the fast lane, the fast lane. And then by the time that would have dropped, um, fast lane would have started. Yeah. And, you know, at that point in time, what's the point? Exactly. So now we're here. We're going to give you a fast lane review today, as well as
0: uh, talk about some other big things that are happening in pro wrestling and really in life. First things first, because I know Mm -hmm. that the Ross family matters Broadcast. Well, some of them listen to this podcast.
1: I think two of them do. I
0: said this uh-huh. during uh, during RGG, which I assume they don't listen to, so I'll, I'll say it again here. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, apparently, I was on the Regular Guy Gaming podcast, and I, for some reason or another, whenever we do the end of show, you know, we always do all the plugs for all the shows on the Grapple Talk Yeah, Network. yeah, yeah. I had said uh, something along the lines of, oh, hey, but I plugged all the shows, and I said, oh, hey. By the way, don't listen to the Ross Family really Matters podcast because they have big heads or something. I don't remember exactly what so I said. So all of a sudden you got heat. We got heat. You we got, got heat. Mega heat. Wait, 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 are we the talking Twitter like- the Twitter battle begun. I mean, people were calling each other overweight slobs, uh irrelevant slobs. It was awful. It was it was it was gross. Well, it was kinda of funny though because we're stuff.
1: they're all slobs. We're all slobs. We are I mean, have slobs. you ever seen us together? We're all slobs. We are.
0: I mean, yeah, we had yeah. Uh, North Country Steak Buffet this weekend and uh, I think slob would be a fairly um, you know, I think that'd be a, a kind word to be used for how we decided to ingest those awesome steaks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we had mega heat and then, you know, Vic Ross came on RGG podcast and he tore my butthole up. It was bad. Wow. Um, but, uh, but and jokes aside, and I know that I would hope everybody knows that I was kidding about that because for the past, like a hundred episodes prior to that one episode, I've been like really sucking off the Family Matters podcast because it's. Wait, good. wait, 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 wait.
1: You guys have been doing it like 100 episodes no, of RGG no. already? No, like, I,
0: I don't know. Where, where have I been? I don't. You You were gone for a while. You don't remember that? You went down to Central America?
1: Oh, yeah. I remember those those that now. I remember almost children? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Chile. Yeah. <laughs> uh,. But, yeah, if, if for some reason you were listening to RGG and I said that I was definitely kidding, I really enjoy that podcast, that broadcast. And I know everybody thinks I was kidding, but uh, mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there because if, you know, I am the type of cat that don't like heat with my boys. You know what I mean? That sounds like a rap song I'm or something. I'm that
1: type of cat who don't like heat with my boys. Not like a rap song. Yeah. Maybe,
0: like a, uh, maybe like I like a, my heat on my pad. Maybe like a 90s R&B – tune from a, a trio of gals. That's what it sounds like. Like to in me. vogue. Yeah.
1: I don't want no heat with my guys.
0: <laughs> my boys. My boys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we're just a bunch of slabs eating steak. That's you exactly know,
0: like, what it sounds like. Yeah.
1: Evan like a hand clap. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't I don't know, Nick, you know, like I'm I'm glad you guys are bearing the hatchet now, you know, and uh, you guys can move forward because at some point in time we're gonna have a crossover episode yeah with the ross family and I, I think it'd be a nice little two-part episode we'll would help us out yeah well you yeah, know shit right like our numbers are down like dramatically yeah um
0: Everyone I, went back and looked at some of our if you go back and like look at uh-huh. i don't know i think we're on like what episode like one over 170 at this point yeah. i think if you go back and like look at like episode 100 and pre-episode 100 did you know that almost all those episodes nearly have a thousand hits it doesn't make any sense.
1: That makes no sense. I went back the other day and I
0: was like, I, was, I just kind of want to you know, check out some of the old stuff. And it's like, you know, because I like comparing the differences between where we are now and where we used to be. And it, it's kind of nice, you know, as, as mm-hmm. podcasters to see that. And I'm like, you know, it's like 700 hits, 600 hits, 950 hits. I'm just like, what the shit? Are you saying we, we probably need to do interviews again? I don't know how it works because those numbers definitely weren't there when we used to do those episodes. So I don't know if we're getting like the people that are just starting to listen and for some reason are deciding to go back. It doesn't
1: make any sense. So, Nick, this would be like, you know, all of a sudden I got this uh, thing to watch, uh, evening news. So I go back in the archives. It doesn't make sense, does it? I'm like, Hey man, I really want to watch, uh. Oh, uh, Dan Rather's broadcast from 1986. I mean, I start watching him repeatedly after that.
0: I really want to. I really want to go back and watch Nick Jesse and AC Riley talk about WrestleMania 28. Or that's kind of what it is. Oh, I wonder what they thought about that one match between The Rock and John Cena. Let's go back and listen to it. That's exactly kind of what it is. It doesn't make sense. I'm, oh, we did do interviews, so I mean, maybe uh, that maybe, was the difference.
1: I, but... It might have been the interviews, or I don't
0: know. Maybe there's some weird bug. But yeah, I looked at it and I was like, whoa.
1: Well, what if like because uh, because if you if podbean actually just puts out the the stats a little late. What if like right now we are really like, you know, we're we got triple digit like <laughs> views. I
0: I don't you know. know. That would blow my mind. It's it's just weird because like, you know, I I I went back and 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 looked and I was just like what's what is happening with my life? Because if you look at if you look at the total number of views and the total number of podcasts that we have out, like the average number of views per episode are like oh, tripled like pretty high yeah and i was like this doesn't make any sense because nowadays the only thing that sniffs that is the the family matters broadcast and i mean and and the, the broadcast wasn't even necessarily hitting what the average the average is so then you go back mm-hmm. and, and it's like this it yeah it doesn't make any sense i mean you lay yeah, you look back i think like our our um grim episode uh-huh grin grim that's embarrassing. I think it's Grin. I'm pretty sure it is Grin. But that yeah. one has like two or 3,000 hits. It's oh, wow. Like, what the heck is this about? Well, I remember the, uh, yeah, the Spider yep. Baby one. Spider Baby one 4, was like, yeah, it was quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what's going on there. If people are listening to this after the fact, then whoa, hey. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we're getting numbers late and there are actually a lot of people listening to this currently, whoa, hey, what's up? How are you doing over there in Japan? What hey, is up? Thank hey, thank you. Have fun in Australia. Hey, go say hi to a kangaroo for me. Whoa. You just don't say
1: hi to a kangaroo.
0: I literally, a friend is in Australia right now. Okay. She took a picture with a, a kangaroo. Well,
1: just a wild kangaroo. I think they're, they're probably at like a kangaroo zoo. Is that a I thing? thought you'd be like, oh, they're at a 7 Eleven. And the kangaroo was buying like <laughs> Fosters or some shit, you know? Like, I'm like, wow. And so so she's walking oh! in. She's walking into 7 Eleven, and here's just this kangaroo like shoplifting, putting Fosters Look, in his pouch. It's a kangaroo. Hey, can I take a picture, kangaroo? Can- oh, oh, my name is James, my name is not Kanger. My name is not Kanger. <laughs> <laughs> Last name is Rue. But it's Robert. Robert Rue. Robert. Bobby. I see. Was that yeah, a lot? Did I, you work
0: that, that whole thing in there? No, was it just no. I, it probably, probably just came out like that. One. Oh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. That's actually really funny. But uh, no, I've never. I, I've. She took a picture of the kangaroo. Okay. I've never wanted to see one. Like, sh- they were like this close.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So they were almost kissing? Yeah. Yeah. So she she's down there making love to kangaroos. I don't know that to be a fact. I mean, if you want to speculate, maybe. But we're we're not in a speculation. But business I just I want to see I want to see a
0: kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Very I want, I just want to be very because I've never I, you know you've seen one at a zoo before, but it's yeah, like yeah. you know it's like ten, twenty yards away. It's all like, right, all right, whoa. all
1: right. So so Nick, top five animals you want to take pictures with?
0: Kangaroo. Okay. Uh, pr- honestly, probably like a ginormous lion that wouldn't eat my face. A ginormous
1: lion that will not
0: eat your face. Yeah. Um, an ostrich. That's an interesting one. <laughs> it's a big bird. I don't know. It think... is a
1: big bird. Oh, you know what other one? Okay. Oh.
0: I w- I want to take a picture with like a chimp, but I want to be holding it like a baby.
1: You want to hold a baby chimp? Yeah. Or not just a chimp, but
0: you want to hold a chimp baby? I'm to hold it. I want to hold the chimp baby. Yeah. Can't and then, me me. uh man, the last one. Mm-hmm. I would like to take a picture with. Now I'm just trying to. I'm trying to make sure I'm not going to miss out on anything here.
1: Oh, you're missing out on a shit ton of animals. Well, hold on a sec, okay. There There's going to be a whole population in the animal kingdom. Maybe you listen to this and be like, Nick, why don't you love us? I'm gonna have more heat then. Yeah, man. I don't. Even,
0: should I finish this or should well, I? Should you I? know, you
1: should be safe and just be like, I want to take a picture with my dog. No, that's
0: no. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He's a little prick. Uh you know what? You know what? You know what I'm gonna pick here. Yeah, sure. A hippopotamus.
1: A hippo. Yeah. The hip hop A hip hop Yep. What about you? The hip hop hippo? What are you gonna pick? Oh god, that's a good question. Um. Uh, just at least give me one.
0: Give me one that like just <sighs> you're like I need to take a picture with that animal before I pass away and to and die. <laughs> See, it's
1: tough, isn't it? A deer. No, no, a mountain goat. A mountain goat? Yeah, you know, like those mountain goats that climb the side of the cliff. You know, like just like jumping. That's the one that you want to take a picture with. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool.
0: You could take a picture with any animal.
1: Yeah, it'd be a mountain goat.
0: And be a mountain goat. Yep. Mountain goat. You could goat. probably make um, that happen. Let's see a lemur. A lemur?
1: Yeah, they're kind of like a little monkey, dude.
0: Yeah. You know, that'd they're be kind of like cool. Half pheasant, half no. Half, half pheasant. Not pheasant. Not so pheasant. they're they're like weasel. That's what I'm looking for. Aren't they like half wait, weasel wait, wait, half? Wait, wait, wait.
1: So so. So they're half weasel, half pheasant. So no, they're
0: like a uh a rodent bird. No, not the I forget that I said the pheasant. That was
1: the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Weasel. So they're weasel. like a weasel slash Okay, so we got a mountain goat, we got a lemur. Um koala.
0: They, I was thinking that one. They
1: seem very adorable. That was on my list. You know, and uh they just wanna eat food. Yeah. You eat food out of your hands so that's pretty cool. You know, there's something kind of creepy about them. Aren't they
0: just kind of? I mean, it's like they like move so slow, but it's like they it's, are like the hippies of the animal. They kind kingdom. of are, yeah.
1: They're like, hey man, hey man, hey, don't worry about it, man. What's up, man? Here, what's take up, dude? this, man. So, what's up? Um, so sloth McGoth. sloth McGoth. Um, what a um, Komodo, can I, can I, dragon. I, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Um, what about a, like a bearded lizard? You okay. know, you know, just like. All of a sudden, you're just kind of like, sitting there and it runs up and goes, bah! you know, like the little, like, bah! that'd be scary. That? I'd be like, Whoa! and he's just like, ah, he gets his jollies from, like, you know, scaring humans. Um, like maybe a tiger, yeah, a tiger would be kind of cool, yeah, like a cub, like a tiger cub, not an actual tiger. I think
0: it'd be cool yeah. to take a picture with like a ginormous whale, but I don't want to be like in the water with it you i would, would like be in to its be mouth. i would i would like to be inside of its mouth okay no i would it would like to be in a tank behind me so that i know i'm safe because hmm. anything in the water scares y- you me. don't want to do it where you're like you're you're coming out of its blowhole no no <laughs> don't want to take that chance of getting stuck in there oh, man, i've seen what happens to those rock climbers in those tiny little situations yeah 127 don't
1: hours you want to cut off your arm or something like that
0: oh my gosh yeah that's like, like honestly, like if I could pick w- one way not to die, mm-hmm. it would be that way. What about a bear? Like dying from a bear or taking a picture with a bear? Cause taking was- a
1: picture of a bear. No. What about a bear mascot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: What are we talking about? I'm not too sure. Anymore. All right, well
1: that's the introduction for this
0: week's podcast. Um, we're going to talk fast lane, and again some more wrestling topics here coming up. But first things first, Jesse, we both had uh, some wrestling on tap the- this week, on.
1: Yeah, you started your day off right on Friday with RCCW's March Madness trademarked. Trademarked, yeah, they got they somehow beat out NCAA for that well, one. Well, I mean, the NCAA is uh, got some issues right now with um, a little bit of a, uh, yeah, not cool stuff, man. The NCAA might not even be around. They're talking right now. Oh my God! Well, that's yeah. for a
0: different that's for a different podcast for a different time. We'll leave that to the uh, the folks over at ESPN to cover that. Um, but anyways, for, uh-huh. for RCCW and their March Madness, they actually had a tournament. Yeah. Unfortunately, no way. Unfortunately, yep. no uh, no Cinderella. Uh, no, no Cinderella's? Which I when I was talking to AC Riley about this, and I was like, dude, who's the yeah. Cinderella? And he's like, well, yeah. you know, breaking the fourth wall. Did like, he
1: go, Cinderella?
0: <laughs> he's like, who do you mean Cinderella? Disney? I don't know what. I was like, well, you know, I figured March Madness, you, I mean, you follow following the book, you have a Cinderella. I mean, that's, yeah. isn't that Some what you upsets That's like a top seed. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. like the whole
1: story. But they didn't, they didn't have that. But anyways, so basically, they had like the logical winners win all the matches. Yeah, I yeah. Thinking about
0: it, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, there wasn't necess- There was there wasn't a single time where I was like, oh, that was probably not the. Everybody that won their match was probably the most over in lacrosse that between those two. Okay, guys.
1: so so uh, I know Kid Ryan, Devlin Kane had a match. Devlin Kane won. Okay. Um, who else had a match? Greg yet?
0: Bannon and Chase McCoy had a match. Chase McCoy, McCoy won. won. Yeah. Okay. Jared Jax and Derek St. Holmes had a match. Jared Jax won. Yep. Jared Jacks, Chase McCoy worked. Jared Jacks Jackson. won. Devlin Kane was supposed to work either A. S. O. P. or Maru to continue that storyline. Aesop was not there. He was actually booked somewhere else. Right. No, nope. they both they nope. and Maru because remember B. C. W. S. on Saturdays now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So A. S. O. P. and Maru got disqualified. Devlin Kane had a bye to the main event, which Jared Jacks versus Devlin Kane. Jared Jacks is the face; your champ is a heel. So, between Devlin Kane and Jared Jacks, who's gonna win? Jared Jacks won. Wow! So it was kind of, <clears throat> but again, you know, Lacrosse's crowd. I mean, they have uh, a back row of, of of really smarky fans, like okay. more smarky than like the front row mafia, or you know, it's like wait, 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 and little little ho dink, little Lacrosse. We got like super
1: smarky fans.
0: I don't even think they're Smarky fans. I think they're like just fans that are purposely cheering the heels because they think it's funny. Okay. Um, and they're a very, very loud minority. Because, I, I, you know, every, every match they were just doing the opposite of what the rest of the crowd was doing, mm-hmm. which is fine. They're paying customers. Um, it does throw you off a little bit, though. Like when, when we came out there as 3BF, we uh, I had Trey Beatbox tonight because I, my new gimmicks there that I, I have some type of poem or something that I start – Every match off with okay uh, about the match and this week because I I was like I just want to do something so you're different.
1: doing a little bit of the uh, the genius gimmick
0: yes yeah. exactly um, so yeah I I wrote a uh, very short hip hop uh, <laughs> rhyme it was very bad it was awful and did you uh, start like hip hop I did not but no? Trey was beatboxing and I could tell halfway through that he was struggling mightily uh, to keep he was, on beatboxing he was out of Saliva to to get the crisp, and uh so I had to pause and be like, I was like, dude, are you okay? But you could have gave him some water. Pick it up, pick it up, snip, snap, get it going. And uh, he did not get it going. It was pretty awful. But anyways, mm-hmm. they were cheering us, and it was like, oh, that's so weird. Um, but it was it was overall it was a it was a good show. I mean, there were some really good matches, um, and uh, you know, they still drew, you know, like one fifty. So okay. that's kind of it. Seems like that's what their baseline is now for for their shows, which is nice because you know a, a couple years ago, maybe even a, not even too long ago, it was probably fifty as a baseline. So mm-hmm. they've really grown to that to that triple digit ca- crowd. They have the regulars that come. And uh, you know, really looking forward to seeing how they can how they can make things uh, work out here as they as they go monthly. In April, uh, we'll actually be in a three on two three BF versus the Dojos tables match in the main event for the tag belt. So, oh wow! So I'm anticipating going through a table. I don't know for sure what the plans are, are you, but it, uh, I I don't know how do you prepare for that. I don't know, man. Uh, basically, I, I'm not actually a wrestler. So, I mean, for me, it's always come down to I know I'm going to be involved in a spot, and then I'll just do it when it comes yeah. time. But, uh, you know, as a guy that, like an AC Riley or a or Cal Creed or, a you know, Adam Grace or a Colin Brooks, I don't know. Maybe they psych themselves up. Maybe. I mean, they, do they have, again. like, a table-breaking
1: montage. Maybe like, <laughs> yeah, they just watch go, it on YouTube or they're something. They're just, like, just, like, taking notes. You know, like, get to try your best. And they start, like, flipping through tables and stuff Maybe. like that. Yeah, and they, they just have, like,
0: up. 50 tables that they practice in their backyards. They just break them. <laughs> I don't know. But it was a good show. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a lot of fun there. RCCW still doing great things. Um, and, uh, you know, again, you know, over the next couple months, I think it should be exciting because there is some, um, you know, news about some of their bigger, bigger name talent that won't be returning. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit because I don't know necessarily if that's been made public yet, and I don't. Be oh, that's that interesting. That, so. But anyway, yeah. so for for you, how was uh, the show on Saturday then? Oh
1: man, so like the AWF, I uh, was up in Malacca, which is like three and a half hours. Malacca, lacca you know? Yeah, Malacca, lacca Malacca. So like uh, it was one of those things where you know one of the deals I have with the company is um, they have like commercial sponsorships during their half hour television yeah. show. So I go up there and film a commercial, and my God. Man, that sucked. So like, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I could be up there by like twelve thirty, one o'clock, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, it's like a three and a half hour car ride yeah. first day in the morning. So I get up, I'm on the road by nine, and I'm just like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? You know, and uh, I get up there. Um, everyone at the business was super cool, um, but what sucked was like, they're they're a detailing business, so they they clean cars for a living, right? Mm-hmm. By the time I got there, they're like, okay, cool. We got some cars to show off. And they're all shiny. They're all clean. And I'm just like, so you guys cleaned the cars before I got here? They're like, yes. I'm like, you know, I was going to film you guys cleaning cars. And they're like, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, it's, you know, part of the commercial. Yeah. I film you guys cleaning cars, like showing you actually do work. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, Oh. So, then they, they started cleaning some cars again. Oh. So, like, they would pretend to vacuum or, like, nice. you know, polish a, you know, like, a motor, stuff like that. Nice. Um, so, that was pretty interesting. And then, for whatever reason, you know, so, wrote a script. They signed off on a script. It was really kind of cool. Like, the script wasn't really that great. Like, after, like, take five, I'm like, let's eh, change out this word, this word. Because, like, once you hear it, yeah, it's different than yep. when you write it. Right. Um, But it was kind of weird. So, like, bless their hearts they wanted one of their employees to do it and he was just not comfortable at all talking and it, it 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 felt like a struggle like a terrible struggle and i'm sitting there i'm just like all right i don't know if they did this to him for a rib but i'm going to be like okay let's let's coach him through this so by the time i actually got him through it i thought he was really comfortable with the script yeah and i'm like wow okay cool this is not too bad um the the perpetual plague of people misspelling my name continued Okay. Um, on the check, it said Jesse Rudin. I was like, okay, that's cool. So <laughs> um, I get done about, like, 1.30, and the show the show's not until, like, fucking 7. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, literally, what the hell I was going to do? So I don't know. I went and killed time and then showed up at the venue at 4. And I'm just like, why am I doing this? Man? How did you kill time? Were you, like, walking around Walmart? Were you doing a Walmart walk around? You know, I did. I actually drove to the town of Princeton and walked around their Walmart. Um, it's the same. It's the same fucking Walmart, you know, like, <laughs> uh, a little bit smaller. Um, it's definitely more of a hunting type of atmosphere. Oh, nice. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, it was just good. it was a good show, though. Um, it was cool to see Jordy Lee and uh, Joey Avalon up there. Oh, yeah. Um, teaming up as Famous Trash. They took on Super Thunder Frog and Wildcat. You remember Wildcat, right? Yeah, of right? course I do. Yeah, it was a fun match, fun match. And it was kind of cool. So we were backstage doing promos, and the first one we did with was with uh, Lee and Avalon. And they're like, hey, man, what do you want us to do? And they're just like, you know, what, what if you guys just, like, trash the uh, little kids' art? Because, like, they were shooting it at high school. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits that you have, like, is that you can use certain props in hallways. So they're, like, trashing these uh, kids' pictures. They're like, that's crap, that's crap, that sucks. Avalon's doing his thing. They cut this, like, really great promo. And by the end of it, Avalon just, like, he, he loses character, starts laughing. And I'm like, no, let's keep that. Like, that's perfect. So, like, 30, 30 minutes later, I don't know if they told Frog and Cat, like, exactly what they did, but Frog and Cat come out there, and they're like, all right, baby, let's let's look at these pictures, and I'm like, it's perfect. This is perfect. So, they do the exact opposite. They're like, oh, look at the art. It's really good. Look at all this good <laughs> art, you know? So, like, it was just the, the economy of the promos that actually made it worth it, um, so that was really kind of nice. Um, the show was good. Another packed house. Like, uh, Tony DiNucci does a really good job of getting the community involved in his shows, and he makes it seem like a big event. Yeah. You know, he makes sure that, like, the sponsors have tables at yep. the show. So if he, he, had, he had, like, 23 sponsors for this one one-off show in Malacca. He might go there once a year, but he had 23 sponsors. So that says something about him coming to town to town and actually really, like, selling his ass off for these shows. But he actually went around and actually had the sponsors say their names. Like, really? Right before the show started. I'm sitting there. I'm like, wow, that's actually a really cool idea. So he, he does a really good job getting the community involved. And then, like, the show was done about, like, 9.30. It was back on the road. And then I remembered Daylight Savings. Oh. And I'm just like, fuck. So I get home about, like, one i uh, I'm losing an of sleep. So it's, like, 2.30. Um, I wake up about, like, I don't know, man, like, 8. I'm just, like, doing stuff on the phone, taking a nap again. I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, i got to do some laundry. And then like I get like you know you ever get the uh, the drop-by text right It's, it's a lady it's a mm-hmm. drop-by text She's yeah. like oh hey is it okay if I drop off you know like my my, my eldest son like I got to go to work he's got a birthday party at 12 and I'm sitting there and like it's like 10 She's like I'm going to be there at 10:30 I'm like what what okay so I get in the shower and stuff like that So like this is like the actually the first time hanging out with like her her eldest son like one on one time He's right? your age no, he's not. He's like nine. He's nine. Um, Oh. But it, it was kind of weird. Cause so, like, I've, so I met her youngest, you know, kind of almost right yeah, away. I remember and that. then I didn't meet her oldest until, like, earlier that week. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so we, you know, I was like, had some time, you know, and stuff like that. So now I'm like, I'm like hanging out with the kid, like, one on one. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do. You know, like, I really don't know what to do. So, like, He's like, oh, man, I want to play on my tablet and stuff like that. But he's got no battery life. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I got a charger. So we, like, plug it in. Nice. Look at and that. then we, we started talking. And then I'm like, he's like, you got any games? I'm like, I got foosball. You know, like, but I, I haven't put it together yet. He's like, well, let's put it together. So we, you know, we got one of those little tabletop foosball tables. Yeah. Like, I got it for Christmas, like, five years ago. Yeah. It's still in the box. Nice. Pristine. Pristine. It was probably worth, like, 10 bucks. And you put it together. We put it together. And by the time we were done with that, we were playing foosball and stuff like that, it was, it was actually interesting. We were talking, like, you know, music. He's a big Simon and Garfunkel fan. That's interesting. And I'm like, oh, hey, uh, you, you ever heard of, like, uh, Bob Dylan? He's like, no, I don't know who the Bob Dylan is. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And we we're, like, were talking music back and forth. And I didn't want to be like, hey, man, you know, like, I, I really like Mastodon. <laughs> He's like, well, what's that? And then he had to play Mastodon, and like it just ruins his ears. Yeah, you know, or like I really like the Dillinger Escape Plan or something like that, you know. So it was really kind of nice. So I, I get him down to the uh, the hotel where the pool party was and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, and I was just like, I got I got back in the car. I'm driving away. I'm like. I just did a dad thing. You just did a dad thing. I just did a dad thing, and I was like, I'm okay with this. Like, yeah. this was like that was like the highlight of my weekend. Yeah, and that's saying something, man. Yeah. Because like, made a pretty decent haul, like money wise Saturday. I'm not gonna lie on that, but like, nah, man. Like the highlight of the weekend was hour and a half hanging out with him. Nice. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely good for you, man. I went and drank like two glasses of wine that night. Nice. I am officially turning into like a house dad, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: are you're a house dad at this point that does random wrestling shows. I'm like Mr. Mom.
1: Like Michael Keaton.
0: Mr. Mom, but you have a yeah. really weird full time schedule of work, but then also having to do oh, things man. for don't, wrestling. Don't, too. don't
1: get me fucking started about work, man. I will I fuck. will not get you started. All right, on work. all right. You just got me started oh, on Jesus. work. All right. Here we so, go. So so all right, so I'm going on vacation this week, right? Yeah. Like, a whole week, you know? So, we'll probably, maybe a Talk will be, like, next, Friday, uh, like, like Thursday or Friday or something like that. I'm out of town week. next week, too, so. Oh, shit. High five. Okay, I'm cool. out of town for work, though, so it's not as cool, what? but. I thought, oh, yeah, you're right. Um. So, anyhow, so, like, a weekend producer, right? That's son of a bitch. So, he's been here, like, a year, give or take. Yeah. And. He he finally tells Rick, he's like, Hey Rick, uh, you think I can get a raise? you know? And Rick's like, Oh, oh yeah, I can probably get you a raise. Yeah. So currently, like before the raise, he was making seven twenty five, which, you know, minimum wage, which sucks. Yeah. It absolutely sucks. So Rick's like, Oh man, I'm gonna do him a salad and get him up to eight. Oof. You know, so it's like a fifteen percent raise or something like that. And then Rick tells me that, and I'm like, you know, dude, that's not gonna be enough. Yep. And he's like, Well, what do you mean? He's pretty good and I'm like <laughs> no So he ends up getting a text message from him He's like I don't think it is sufficient Blah 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 All that stuff And like Rick's like oh, I don't know why he's being like such a whiner About eight bucks an hour blah, 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 blah. And it's like Well Rick because like You know if he's a valuable cog in the wheel At least bump it up to 8.50 Yeah For fuck's sakes right yep. So It's literally like Wednesday And He calls It's like this past Wednesday and he puts it in his two weeks. Oh, my God. And you know why he put it in his two weeks? $8. Yep. Yeah. So Rick comes in. He's like, oh, that was Case. Son. He's on the other line. You won't believe what that son of a bitch did. I'm like, what? He's like, he quit. I'm like, no, you're the son of a bitch. So I get on the phone with Case. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? You know, and we were talking back and forth. And he basically laid it out. He's like, that's the reason why I'm leaving. I understand it puts you guys in a pickle. But I just can't really do it. I can't justify my time. On the weekends, especially, like, Fridays or even Saturdays when I'm putting together school projects for 8 bucks an hour, I'm like, hey, man, I understand. You know, like, trust me. I I really do. I've been through that before. I know where you're coming from. But it just really fucking sucks because now, like, I hung up that phone and I'm like, fuck, it's just me. Yep. And I'm like, fuck that. So I go in Rick's office and I give him like biggest ass fucking chewing of all time. I'm like this is fucking bullshit. Yep. He's like, we well, going through this all the time. I'm like, you yeah, you know why we go through this all the time? Because you won't fucking pay anyone. Yep. I'm like, you didn't pay this person, this person, this person. I'm going down the fucking line. It lasts like three years. Yeah. I started even talking with like Smizik over at eight, and you know he kind of like gave me like the four one one what the floor crew is getting paid over there, and I'm like that's gonna be fucking starting over here. Yep. If Flora Crew is making that starting, then that's gotta be what's starting this year. Yep. There's it's a fucking competition. Yep. You know, it's like you wanna make sure you compensate your employees well enough so they Keep stick them. around. Yeah. It's like one of the things that we do that no one else really does is like we're flexible with school scheduling. And that means like shit dude, like our M C shift went from like a six hour shift to a three hour shift. Yep. I mean shit dude, you were doing M C at one point in time. You know how long that shift was. It was very long. Yeah, it fucking sucked. And yeah. now it's like three hours. Yeah. It was by like that. You can listen to a podcast. You can listen to two of them if you wanted to. <laughs> like, it, and then we got some flexibility with the weekend schedule. But it's just fucking, it's just asinine. So we ended up hiring two kids. Um, one of them's so fucking weird looking. He looks like Gil, He looks like Gildor from Master of the Universe, the like the fucking movie. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like Gildor, the little dude that built the Cosmic Key. He's got like the red hair and the beard, and he comes in. He's like. And it was the funniest fucking thing, too, because, like, like I heard the day he was coming in. So I, I come in. I'm walking in through the door. They're over there on the 5th uh, the Street side. And here's, here's fucking Gildor just, like, walking yeah. up. And I'm just, like, he's just looking around. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, how's it going? So, like, I open up the door for him. I go upstairs. He's just still looking around downstairs. I'm like, I bet you that's the fucker that's going to come upstairs and actually apply for the job. I it just was. knew it. I just knew it. So here comes Gildor through the door. I'm like, oh, hey. And I totally forgot his first name. So I'm like, oh, hey, Mr. Mister... No, I didn't call him Gildor. Hey, God Gildor. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give someone, like, I'm not going to call him a fictional name. Sure. I'm not going to call him the wrong name. I might call him by their last name. Okay. And throw in Mr. there. But, you know, whatever. So I'm talking with him. And, like, he must be, like, 18, 19, something like that. And, like, kudos for the fucking hair and the beard. I mean, that that's fucking epic shit. Yeah. But, like... I'm like talking to him. I'm like, hey man, so like you got a driver's license and stuff like that, because like that's just one of the things you need you, need you kind of need it. He's like, uh-huh. well, currently I really I really don't because uh of my my vision. I'm like, what? You're legally blind or something like that? He's like, no. I'm like, I, I do tell. He's like, I have trouble perceiving things in three dimensions, and I'm like, so you have no depth perception. He's like, yes.
0: So everything looks like a Super Mario level dam or what? <laughs> so it looks like Paper Mario? <laughs> I like I,
1: I, I thought about it and I'm like, Alright. Um how the fuck do you film no yeah. depth perception?
0: Yeah. That's a yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like Could do MC though.
1: I'm right? like Yeah. You probably could. Yeah, he's probably gonna end up doing MC. But I don't know, it was just so weird. Yeah, that's so weird. So weird, man. And like it was like a 5, 10-minute interview. And then Rick comes in and he's like, "Oh, do a new guy coming?" I'm like, yeah, he's got no fucking depth perception. And I walked away. And he's like, all beggars can't be choosers. And I'm like, whatever. Gosh, but it just sounds like a little villain. Yeah, well, th- this is the thing, though. It's like, all right. So this is my little tangent. I'm go- just going to get on it because I need to get on it right now. I, I really feel like the company I work for does not invest in the infrastructure when it comes to the people who need to run shit. I mean, they'll they'll throw out money and fucking pay off cell phone bills for salespeople. Yeah. So think about this, right, Nick? So if a, the base salary for sales is just shy of two grand a month, yep. you don't need to do shit. Yep. You, you can fucking just, like, fucking coast lie and, off your ass, yep. coast, and you make two grand a month. Yep. And then your cell phone bill- which is anywhere between probably 100 150 bucks will cover those two things. Yep. Like and and gas, if they will reimburse you in fucking gas, mm-hmm. you know. But they won't give someone who's your only fucking weekend guy an extra dollar twenty-five an hour. Yeah. So that that's just kind of mm-hmm. says a lot. That says a lot. So it's in the process of maybe looking for a new job. It's that continued perception of
0: thinking that everybody's replaceable when everybody's not replaceable because then you're a revolving door and you're rehiring and retraining and, yes. and constantly you're getting kind of you're you're scraping the bottom of the barrel because yep. you it's like aren't willing to pay. It's
1: every season you are using new camera operators. Yeah. So then you get the calls but like, Oh these camera guys are trash. It's like Why do you think? Why do you think? Yep. Yep. And and, and it boils really kinda of down to like, you know, how how is a mom and pop station? Basically that's what we're perceived to be. Yeah. How can we compete with, let's say, a Tarjay?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, fuck it, dude, man, they're probably going to make 15 an hour. How are we going to compete with Quick Trip?
0: I don't think anybody can
1: compete with Quick Trip. Yeah, you're right. Their potatoes are pretty good. Hey, you know, we've been talking for like a half hour, and we still have not talked about pro Wrestling. Yeah, we
0: got to do Fastlane, so let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do Fastlane after this. You're listening to Gravel Talk.
1: Hey, it's Hotshot Scott Williams. Do you like chili? Well, I do too. Do you like
0: podcasts? Well, so do we. It's the Ross Family Matters Podcast. Join myself, Vic the Stick, Ross, Jack Spade, and a a cavalcade of other people except
1: Maru. You're never allowed. Grapple Talk Network. It's the podcast. We're coming at you. Baru's not allowed! Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we
0: talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guest interviews, and of course Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Sky Gaming, check us out. Welcome back to Grapple Talk. It's time to start talking about some pro wrestling. So uh, we're going to touch on Fastlane now. and We'll talk about uh, quite possibly the biggest indie show in the history of anything in our third segment. But mm-hmm. first things first, we're fresh off of Fastlane, Jesse. Overall, there's a couple of big topics that we can try to talk about at this event. I don't want to go into detail about every match because it's mm-hmm. not necessarily every match is important. But uh, right off the bat, whatever. Well, what, yeah, what, WWE made that
1: pretty fucking obvious that yeah. every match was not important. They did. But uh, big takeaway from, from Fastlane after, you know, the night after. You know, big, the biggest takeaway from Fastlane was it, it really did feel like an extended version of SmackDown. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. And then really, I'm, I'm just going to like admit this much. If I was a SmackDown fan and all I was watching was SmackDown, um,. The the level of hype they gave two matches being, you know, basically showcased on the Raw brand would probably piss me off. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, if anyone wanted to know what the main event of WrestleMania was probably going to be, it was going to be what the fucking first video package is they showed. And that's going to be Triple H and Steffi McMahon taking on Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. And if you got a problem with that, fuck off. Yep. You know, like, eh, Rousey is going to be a big fucking star. Yeah. She is basically their new Hulk Hogan. She is, like, the most popular star to transcend wrestling that's coming into wrestling. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. And, of course, the whole Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, uh, fucking Roman Reigns thing. You know, man, I'm still not really, like, I'm not on board with the whole bitch thing. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't know. And, like, that, the only reason they're doing it, and the only reason they cut that whole fucking promo is to kind of turn crowd perception on Lesnar. Yep, exactly. That's it. Yep. You know, and it's trying to, like, oh, hey, man, you know, if... uh. Roman Reigns like I'm here every day, you know, I bust my ass for you guys, you boo me anyhow. That's okay cuz I love you. i like, I don't need that.
0: I don't need that either. And I don't that's need and that. that's what was weird for me is because I joined Fastlane late and then I ended up going back and me watching you, it. Brock Lesnar bitch. bitch. I I decided to tune in late and all of a sudden when I tuned in it was uh, Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar promo and I was uh-huh. like I was like is Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns? It was weird because yeah. it's like why it threw me off because I thought, I was like, are one of those guys on this pay per view? And I get that they're doing it to build hype, but it seemed like obviously Fastlane had so little story built that they couldn't play their own packages. They had to rely on these other ones that were happening on Raw. And I know partially it wasn't even just that, it was the fact that WWE as a whole company is trying to get over mm-hmm. these two big matches for WrestleMania. But um, it felt like, honestly, those matches overshadowed everything else that was happening on the SmackDown brand. Now, in saying that, it did feel like an extended SmackDown show, but I'm happy to see that, you know, matches like the tag match, mm-hmm. like Rusev and Nakamura, which got time and proves to you that if you get time, you can actually do something regardless yeah. of who you like are that in WWE. Closing
1: stretch of that Rusev-Nakamura match was really good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I I personally didn't think that the the championship match was that I've actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun kind of car wreck and I actually you know didn't think that Rude Orton was as bad as I would have thought it was going into the match. So I thought overall like and um and Ruby Riot and uh Charlotte I oh, thought that was, a, thought really that was a really good match too. Yeah. So I thought you know from from bottom to top it was a it was a fairly good card. It was a lot of fun, but yeah, the story element of it, I mean you 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 watch the whole pay-per-view and still moving forward, I mean, I still don't know what the plans are for WrestleMania. It doesn't seem like they've really laid the groundwork for a lot of that. And uh, you'd expect in a pay-per-view literally called Fastlane, the Fastlane to WrestleMania, you would have
1: some of that. But uh, I guess All we'll right, see what happens on Tuesday. I think, think kind of got Tuesday. some of it, right? So you were right, Nick. So we, we're going to get Asuka versus Charlotte. Yes, basically that was that was her shot that she called after Charlotte retained. So spoilers there. You know if you haven't watched Fastlane or got it spoiled by WWE.com, this, this podcast is literally called Fastlane. So yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah you don't, know. don't listen
0: to this podcast if you exactly don't want spoilers.
1: Yeah, um, we're we're gonna preview Fastlane. Actually, yeah. that's what oh, yeah. We're doing. After so, the so yeah, so you get Asuka and Charlotte. That that's that's a women's match they haven't done. That's one of those matches you're like, okay, cool, we got this. Yep. This is gonna be fun. Like. They're going to go out there and steal the show. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you stuck with the logical route of doing Nakamura and AJ Styles, and like Styles right now, it's kind of. To me, like as as the show progressed, and even as like the main event progressed, Styles has kind of got a little heel tendency in there now. Right. You know. Yeah, I've so, that. Um, I think a lot of it's just like playing off Nakamura. I don't know if it's so much playing off Nakamura or more or less like you know. He's like, yeah, yeah, we get it, we get it, you know, that type of thing. So maybe, like, a little bit of frustration on his end because he's, like, Mr. Day-In, Day-Out for yeah, SmackDown, you sure. know, and, like, Nakamura's an artist, he does like, you know. Yep. Um. So that that's kind of interesting. Where are they going to go with John Cena? Now, this one's always kind of goofy, Nick. Like, I have no fucking sympathy for the character when it comes to, like, oh, John Cena doesn't have a clear path to WrestleMania. Oh. He's crying. Uh, I'm going to move the fucking camera, which was a good fucking shot, by the it way. It was, actually. But for fuck's sakes, like, it's John fucking Cena. Like, there's a million fucking stories you can do with John Cena. Yeah. A million stories. I can it, give a couple right off the top of my head that oh, yeah. i like. You, you, you can do The Undertaker if you want to do that. I
0: honestly wouldn't mind Orton Cena for the U.S. belt.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. That'd be kind of good. But we haven't seen an Orton Cena match in a while. Um, We haven't seen, like... There was the rumor of a Mysterio yeah. Cena match. Mysterio might be hurt. You know, We heard he actually might have blown out his bicep. We, I'm not even too sure if that's actually confirmed or not. You could have a young guy call out John Cena. Imagine that, right? Yeah. So John Cena just comes out there on Raw. He was like, yo, man, you know, I've been trying. I got no path to WrestleMania. And all of a sudden, let's say like some random fucking dude's music hits and be like, Hey, John, I want you at WrestleMania. Now you have a path, bitch. Yeah. And you're like... Nice. Yeah, Cuz I that's why they the balls. You know, like, you, know, you, can, you can do a million different things with John Cena because, like, a John Cena match at WrestleMania is a John Cena match at WrestleMania. Right. So don't give me this fucking built-in bullshit sympathy that I should have for a guy who's been there since what, 2002? A long time. A two, yeah, yeah, for a long fucking time. Don't give me the sympathy like, "Oh, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a match yet for WrestleMania." What's big match John going to do? Uh. What,
0: what would you do if they put him in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale? He made it to the final two. Got eliminated, left WWE for like 6 to 8 months came back and then went on the road to win the his 17th championship at WrestleMania. I'd be cool with that. It's I don't like care. a redemption.
1: I don't care. Would that be funny? That'd be a good story. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Opposed about to it.
0: him versus 90-year-old Undertaker. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going on the fucking record. On the record. That when him and Undertaker go toe to toe at WrestleMania. Yep. It's not going to be a good match. <laughs> The spectacle of it might be exciting, but yep. I think overall, and it's not like the whole like, oh, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, the spectacle, it's not going to be a great wrestling match. Like, I think it's going to be an ass match. To yeah. be, I'm serious. The Undertaker and Cena match, I think, will be ass. Yeah. Similarly, you know, it's like, and we talked about that every year, it's like, Every year that we had thought that the Undertaker should have left and he continued to wrestle, it got worse and worse. I don't care what everybody says. The Roman Reigns and Taker match just did it wasn't good. It was dead. Yeah. And uh Taker I, Wyatt, that sucked. Yeah, that was awful. And I just can't I can't see Taker and Cena with Taker's condition. Um and I, I just can't I can't see it. I just I don't know. I, I think uh that it's it's, uh, we talked about this a number of times. It's just. It's far, it's far gone from what it, when it should have been, um, and I think that's the obvious route. I think they've built it too much up for it not to be that unless they're trying to swerve everybody. But at this point, if they did do Cena versus Baron Corbin, I think that would piss a lot of people off. So yeah. who knows? Who knows what we'll get? What we're going to get for sure, though, is, uh, as you mentioned, Asuka, Charlotte. Um, in your opinion, Asuka moving over to the blue brand – what does this mean for, for – honestly, what does this mean for WWE? I mean, you're taking quite possibly your most over women's wrestler that's not named Ronda Rousey and putting her on what many would consider to be the B-show. I mean, is this a way for WWE to build up the blue brand, or are they doing this purely to get Asuka
1: away from Ronda Rousey? I, I think it might be a combination of both. Well, think about it, right? So, like, if you're looking at the, uh, the SmackDown brand, it does have a lot of really viable women's talent on there. But at the same time, it's very stagnant. So, like, you add a, sh- you, know, you add an Asuka over there. And here's the crazy thing. It's like you could always draft her back to Raw. Yeah. You know, Ronda Rousey could always be drafted to SmackDown. That's that's the whole beauty of doing, like, the WWE draft thing. Um, I have no issue with Asuka being over on SmackDown at all. It adds intrigue. It adds a little bit of danger and gives her fresh matchups. Right. So, you're going to keep on doing this undefeated streak for her? She can't keep on beating the same people every week. Right. So yeah, like, yeah, feed her to Carmella. Styles and Nakamura
0: yep. at WrestleMania. What is your hype level? Are you expecting big things? And do you think if Nakamura is, if this match actually mm-hmm. is unable to deliver to the hype that this really kills Nakamura's character?
1: I, I don't think it kills his character because the feud with. Bobby Roode didn't kill his character. <laughs> um, his, his shit with Ginger Mahal didn't kill his character. So, I mean, hey, here's the thing. All right. So, a lot of this is going to be... I don't know. It, it, it can go one of two ways. It could very well be like, let's say your favorite band gets signed to a major record deal. And then they sound like everyone else. There's a little bit of that of what it is. You know, and then, you know, I, I don't think you're going to get the wrestle kingdom match. I I think he can get something better because a lot of what makes WWE matches kind of special is like the energy of the crowd. And with with Styles right now, currently, he's probably at at the top of his game. When it comes to WWE, he's at the top of his game. They're putting he's putting together good matches like every week. Oh yeah. Nakamura knows his character very well. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if like this thing floats around with like a four and a half star type of territory. It it's that's probably that's probably the ceiling. I'm gonna say right now, like four and a half, maybe four and a quarter, something like that. Um, yeah, you know, my my expectations they're just they're tempered. I don't know why they're exactly tempered. They just kind of are, and maybe just the fact that it's fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, and I think a lot of my expectations for for like world-burning matches have been, you know, very much cooled down over the last couple of years because, like, we've gotten some really good matches, and then we've also gotten some fucking shit. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just the fact that you're kind of almost coasting on the fact that it is WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, it should, it should still be really exciting. I know a lot of people are really pumped because they were worried that maybe Cena would take the belt off Styles or maybe, you know, somebody else would win it and we'd have but to like, figure out to like, get there.
1: Even fucking... Um like Cena and Nakamura, you can't tell me that would have been a decent fucking main event.
0: Yeah, it would have been. But yeah, I, th- I think been. I think at the end of the day, people still want to see Styles Nakamura. Even people that have never witnessed what they had done in Wrestle Kingdom and New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're still intrigued by the idea of it because it has garnered so much hype from from the people that have seen it. I mean, uh, you know, you talk to us. I mean, we're. I think it's honestly, it's just exciting to see how this match translates. Tr- you know, cross cultures, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's exciting to see. Okay, well now and maybe part of this is too now we have a comparison like now mm-hmm. you know for the longest time it's like you can't compare you can't compare matchups you can't compare this you can't compare that and it's like now we have a match that we got at Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan just a couple of years ago on the biggest stage in WrestleMania how can we you know and, and that's what everybody loves doing right everybody loves comparing things yeah, you know you true. talk you talk about fucking the big ba- presidents everybody compares president to president everybody compares LeBron James to Michael Jordan everybody compares uh McDonald's fries to Burger King fries and oh, there's it, no
1: question on that one. And
0: then when it comes to wrestling it's the same way but for the longest time we go mm-hmm. well what what's the better product what is it ROH is it WWE is it NXT is it is it New Japan Pro Wrestling is it some other is it your local indie product probably not um, but at this point, we finally have a matchup with two guys that are still in their primes, which they were a couple of years ago, that we can say, comparatively, now we can kind of look at these two different companies and see how things are booked. And I think that's probably part of what, what's so intriguing to guys like me and you, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, sub- subliminally, at least a little bit. And, um, I, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited for it. I also, I don't know what it is. I do not have very high expectations. I don't I don't know why. Yeah. I just, I have this really weird feeling that there's a better chance that I'll come out of it disappointed than I will be like, whoa, that was the fucking, that was the au- most awesome match. And I think that's partially because I have such, because I do, even though I say I have low expectations, I do have a lot of hype going into this match. But I think overall, you know, moving forward to WrestleMania, it's just a chance for us to kind of sit back and go, hey, man, we're only a few weeks away. Like, let's enjoy the ride and let's hopefully, it's you know, it's about time. Let's it's not, about time. Let's we're only a few weeks Fall away. asleep. It, it almost feels like it was six a six hours of wrestling.
1: You know, like, a year ago that the Royal Rumble happened. It just feels that way already. Um, where on the card do you actually think this match is going to fall?
0: I have no idea. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if it was the opener. I really wouldn't. I I I think when you look at the, the grand scheme of things, you have, again, the Ronda Rousey, the match. You're going to yeah. have the Roman Reigns-Lesnar match. I don't think those will be back-to-back, and I think both of those matches will be definitely higher in the card than this Mm -hmm. match um the cena if cena does take on taker i think it has to be dark out first off for taker's entrance so i think that'll be later on in the card. they're in a dome are they in a dome
1: yeah they're the
0: oh yeah they're in the fucking uh they're in new orleans well anyways I, i do think that match will still be later on in the card so that's three matches right there that have kind of top half of the card potential Um, And they got
1: Charlotte Asuka. You got the women's Raw title, which more than likely is going to end up being Bliss and Nia Jax. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I expect. You know, if you're going to do Sasha and Bayley, I mean, that's another match that you're going to have there that you're going to figure out. Um, it seems like they're working towards a triple threat United States title match. they are working towards Some, a
1: triple threat IC title match as well.
0: Something's going to happen with you know Shane Probably McMahon. Probably a triple
1: threat take team titles for SmackDown as well. Yeah, Shane and McMahon and Daniel Owens Bryan. will have something.
0: I mean, so when I look at that, to me, it just seems it seems like I can instantly go,
1: "Welcome to WrestleMania."
0: <laughs> nice <baseline. laughs> and Then he comes out. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Then we got, then we got that, that matchup. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I think you know, and that that'll probably piss people off. But who fucking cares? I don't honestly, you know, at the end of the day, WWE is a business. I don't think it, I don't think it matters. If that matches, you know, honestly, as as a fan, I would rather see that match right away. I would rather see the match that I'm most hyped. Instead of waiting
1: like four and a half hours, five hours exactly, and then
0: being like, "Oh my god, I can! I just want to see this fucking match at this point." So
1: yeah, that's gonna be interesting. So the start time for WrestleMania this year is what five o'clock? I don't know, something like that. I don't know. It's gotta be there. It's got to be. (laughs)
0: Maybe even honestly, maybe four central. (sighs) Yeah, to get through that much and probably try to get over around ten thirty. You know, I would, I would, I would think that's. I mean, are we gonna have a mu- is, Are we gonna have a musical performance? Is Flow Rider gonna be there this year? <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're gonna definitely have at some point. Somebody's going to come out like a rock or a, or an Austin, or somebody
1: will probably come Dude, out an and be old, like, oh, like hey, celebrity we're thing, here. yeah, because yeah, they always do that every year. You, bud. <laughs> how, how long do you think that the uh, the entrance ramp is gonna be this year? Uh, one mile exactly. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ, that's really long. <laughs> so when uh. Elias comes out. He's like, "Walk with Elias," and he's going to walk the whole way. He'll he's walk. literally going to walk the whole it's way. take twenty, and he's going to have people following fight.
0: him. Probably, yeah, it's going to take a long time. But uh, I yeah. mean, yeah, what's Elias going to do? I mean, they have Braun Strowman too. I mean, that Strowman do. doesn't
1: have a match. You know, he could almost do Strowman Cena.
0: You really could. I mean, that's that's definitely, know, that, definitely a match right there. That's
1: another money match because we like, had, we had
0: yeah. thought Strowman and Triple H. That's obviously not happening.
1: No, that's kind of weird. That's not happening. Yeah. You think a lot of that happens, or basically, you, you kind of. You kind of tease that because you're not really too sure what the Ronda situation was. I think a lot of that is I – th- I think it's a lot of things. I think Jason Jordan
0: going down maybe played a role in that um, because I do still think something would have happened with Kurt Angle or Triple H had had Jason Jordan still been healthy. And I think, honestly, part of it too could have been maybe they didn't feel Ronda Rousey was ready. Maybe maybe after after her work and stuff they said – Originally, maybe they were like, "Well, maybe she could have a singles match. Maybe she could, you know, uh, work for the women's championship." And they and they were like, "Well, you know, maybe we should protect her, put her in a tag match. You know, H will be there. That'll, you know, you have like your big executive, your you're basically your your modern day Vince McMahon, and uh, you know, with Steph in there, and that, and, and you know, Angle Th- you and know, H for working majority." This is going to sound
1: of like ridiculous. Okay, so if if that's your first match, just basically like your um your job interview. you're wrestling your two bosses yeah that's yeah
0: that's pretty intense i I will say that and you know what and i think for the most part ronda has actually done a pretty decent job i you see all these people like bitching about it like how you know her promo skills and her coming out and smiling and not being whatever and it's like dude i think that's the best part about it is that you're getting somebody that's genuine you know it's like they come out and it's 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 not like they're trying to act like it isn't really cool to be coming out you know, and having a logo similar to Rowdy Rowdy Pipers, mm-hmm. and to be talking with you know Stephanie and Triple H and Kurt Angle in the ring, like I think that's cool. I think it's more relatable, and I think it's like this is like this is a real person. Yeah, and you know, she's and not the, a fucking act. Yeah, she's
1: not an act, and you she's know, not I, coming out there saying bitch.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think that's what makes it great. And you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what she does look like in the ring because the stuff that we had seen actually, she looked pretty polished. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think, I think a majority of what she should be doing to, to, to differentiate herself from everybody else is she should kind of focus on that mma thing and i know a lot of people say that's stupid oh my gosh i mean that's what brock lesnar does blah, blah, blah. but it's like that's her specialty that's where she yeah. comes from work on the judo stuff you know that's that's what she is
1: it's like you know if you had someone to translate over from the nfl one of the old gimmicks they used to do is like they gave him the football tackle yeah it's like for fuck's sakes you know who cares it's pro wrestling yeah for fuck's sakes you know it's like everyone out there you know it's like they're going to lean on their strengths and hide their weaknesses. That's yeah. exactly what they do. You know, it's like you don't see John Cena going out there throwing Hurricane Rod like, every five moves. No. That's, and, that's, he, and he does them sometimes, yeah. and it's cool when he does them, but they it also look awful. Very awkward, yeah. too. Awkward. And he, he's always surprised that he nails
0: it. He is. He's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't kill that person by <sighs> spiking him on their head. Yeah, yep. that's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an exciting time in wrestling. Uh, I'm really pumped to see what they do with Ronda Rousey. Um, and... I think it'll be interesting to see where they go after Roman Reigns wins the title. I think that'll be, uh, that'll be different because I think uh, post-mania we're going to have a Nakamura champion and we're going to have a Roman Reigns champion, and then we'll be able to say, you know, can Roman Reigns keep up with this dude that can barely speak English? <laughs> like, who, who will be the better champion, Roman Reigns or this guy that can barely speak English? Let's find out. Oh, that's, because, because over uh, the past couple of weeks they've actually shown on SmackDown, they're like, Nakamura has won the Royal Rumble and he's only on like every other show. Yeah, Maybe that. And Roman Reigns is, like, coming out and saying bitch and, and you know, whatever. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, man, Brock Lesnar doesn't respect you. You
0: know, this honestly, this is what they could have done with Nakamura when he first came up to the main roster is do what they did with Roman Reigns these past couple of months with the IC belt. You know, give him 20-minute matches where he can mm-hmm. actually show you that he can work. Because I think with Rusev, he showed, I mean, that was probably, honestly, one of the best matches I've seen this uh, in WWE this year. I thought it was a really fun match. It was really good back and forth. Mm-hmm. And we talked, remember when I was bitching about Roman Reigns and I was like, dude, all these guys know how to wrestle. You give any one of these guys 20, 25 minutes in the ring, most likely they're going to be able to do something good with it. You and would that, hope. You would hope, I guess. It yeah. depends, I guess, on who you're talking about, but... But, uh, but yeah, Nakamura killed it there. And I think, again, that's, they leaned on that, that during New Japan. I mean, that's how New Japan has garnered so much attention is through the idea of giving their really top stars a lot of minutes in a match and showing that they're really good wrestlers. It's like, holy shit, this is a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. I like watching this. They're telling a story in the ring opposed to behind the scenes, which Nakamura still obviously can't do because his, you know, lack of being able to speak English doesn't translate as well with an audience.
1: That is definitely true. Could you imagine, you know, like uh – You're watching a a Goto match, and all of a sudden they cut backstage, and here's fucking Taishi looking at the fucking monitor. (laughs) You're wearing his fucking stupid ass mask and stuff. You know, like, could you imagine that? No. Or here's Yoshihashi walking down, like, the hallway, and all of a sudden he he bumps into, like, I don't know, like Tanahashi or something like that. And they like, spills coffee on Tanahashi.
0: Oh!
1: Or, Or you have, like, Okada. Bitch. And, like, I don't know, fucking Osprey getting in a battle over shampoo. You know, just you don't you don't see that type of stuff. But, you know, it's a different product, and who cares? Yeah. You well, don't. Well? I don't know. Yeah. What do you want to do?
0: Speaking of different products, all in. All in. That's where they're going to be going uh, later on this year. We'll talk about that in our third segment. You're listening to Grapple Talk. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, this is AC Riley reminding you to check out The Riley Factor only on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me as I talk wrestling, interview wrestlers in my Spotlight and Squared Circle segment, and much, much more. What are you waiting for? Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the Grapple Talk Network today. And as always, support independent wrestling.
1: Yes, I'll take my eggs over easy, and I'll take my podcast, Deach and Dash. That's right, the Deach and Dash podcast hosted by me, gorgeous Jordy Lee, available via the Grapple Talk Network. It's about to get weird. We're going to talk some wrestling, maybe, some life, probably, and I'm definitely going to ask whether you prefer ketchup or mustard. Catch us via the Grapple Talk Network and wherever iPods are available to you. iPods or podcasts. God, I'm the worst. Hey, hey thanks around. If they, uh, fuck, I, I already goofed that up. We'll do it again. Okay, three, two, one. Hey, thanks for sticking around with the Grapple Talk. Nick and Jesse here. Um, Now, guys, um, this was interesting. We kind of hyped this in the last segment. We've been (laughs) hyping in the first segment. All in. Yeah. They announced exactly where the big indie show is happening, and Nick, it's in our own backyard. It's going to be in Chicago.
0: It's going to be in Chicago. Uh, They came out on a uh, Being the Elite episode, and uh, basically... Flat out said they're gonna be in Chicago and what's been a very interesting run for the Bullet Club as of late, um, because obviously the the whole teasing of breaking up the club and who's the real leader. Regardless of all that stuff that's happening, all in September first, going to be in Chicago. Um very interesting. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we actually discussed that that I think during one of our podcasts over the the past couple of months, we had actually said that Chicago was probably the best destination for um, for this for this show, and at this point, the one thing that comes to mind, and I think the one thing that comes to everybody's mind, and call me a fucking mark if you want, I think this means that we have a at least a 50-50
1: shot of CM Punk making an appearance. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, right. I I think we do. Um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if there is some type of CM Punk appearance. Now think about this, all right? So the cool thing about being in Chicago is that you got pro wrestling tees. There's a lot of – you can do a lot of different signings there. There's also rumblings about a podcasting convention also happening around that same time that weekend as well. Um, So there's a lot of really different things kind of really kind of working together on this one. And and kudos to, like, the Young Bucks and Cody. Um, If you've been following Being the Elite, if you've been following the stories going on in New Japan and Ring of Honor, this storyline between Cody, the Bucks, Omega, Ibushi – is absolutely amazing. That is really good. This is, this is a cross-platform storyline that's got so much nuance and depth. And it, it works on so many different levels. On so many different levels. So, like, this week you get the, the new wrinkle that was really kind of cool. So, like, Cody ended up a few, few months ago introduced this character called Barry the Bear. Yep. You know, he's just, like, the mascot. You know, like, yep. oh, the bowl Club's fine. Here's a mascot. Yep. And then you had the mascot reveal. At Ring of Honor show and ended up being Kenny Omega. Yep. And like the place just fucking blew up. Yep. And it was just great. Yep. You know, so because like you never saw the two in the same spot at the same time. So you know you can almost telegraph to like that one. But the the amount of story just progressing out of this, what's going on in Japan, where you got the golden lovers are finally back together. Did you actually get to see those? You did watch Don and Yep. The pop they got as a tag team. It yep. was amazing. The bucks going up to heavyweight. You know, So we're going to get the Bucks Taking on the Golden Lovers Actually at Strong Style Evolved Like later in this month Is it this month? I don't remember I don't know Shit's coming up though Yeah Yeah So we got that match coming up And There's just so I think it is I think it's before (laughs) Wrestlemania Well there you go then (laughs) Holy shit Holy shit Fuck You're right You okay? No I'm not What else are you thinking about? A lot of things. Okay. Holy shit. It's almost April. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you got a lot of different things working in the favor of Bucks and Cody. Their plan is to sell 10,000 tickets. Yeah. Do you think they sell 10,000 tickets? Absolutely. All right. So the next thing is do you think they're going to clear pay per view or do you think they're going to do something different? That's a good
0: question. Um, I don't see now, what
1: now. Do do you use your resources that you have, and either have it being streamed by Honor Rising, with, you know, the Honor Club bullshit, or do you have like New Japan stream it?
0: I, I think it kind of depends on what. How do you how do you justify a revenue stream through Honor Club or through New Japan World? I mean, does that mean that you get x amount percent of the subscriptions the week leading up to the event and the week after the event Mm -hmm. i guess it kind of depends i guess on on how they would make more money off that um because you know obviously that would you know that would deter fans that uh are are big fans of theirs from maybe going to the event if they have the opportunity to watch it on a streaming service that they already have um I don't. I don't know what if it hurts to have a pay per view. I don't know how many how many they would actually sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think their big thing is just selling out the venue, and I think they yeah. will absolutely do that. And I really do think they're going to have some of the biggest matches um, that people want to see on the <laughs> indie scene. They're very obviously uh, you watch being the elite. They're very very in touch in tune with what it is that people mm-hmm. like us people like that, that 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 watch New Japan ROH want to see. So I think you're going to get a lot of that. I think you're going to get a lot of really big names that are brought in to help sell out the venue. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a big show, an exciting show, really. And, uh, and yeah, CM Punk will probably be there. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of cool, too, because, like, it hasn't been, like – you're still far enough out where you don't have to announce matches. No. Or who's going to be on the show. But more than likely, Flip Gordon's going to be on the show. Yeah. You know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Joey Ryan there.
0: No. You know, I mean, and that's, and that's part yeah. of it, too. I think almost at this point, I think they could literally, you know, start selling tickets tomorrow – and I think they could sell a pretty damn good amount of tickets without even announcing any matches. Very I really think like so. Very much
1: like the the Long Beach shows yeah. for New Japan.
0: I, I really think mm-hmm. that's – I mean, there's so much hype now built around this show coming up at the end of this year. I mean, I've seen it. I've read it. People – and I said it earlier in this podcast. I mean, people are calling this quite possibly the biggest indie show ever without even knowing Yeah. who's going to be on it. And I think that's – I mean, that's kind of true because you have – the star power and really the the, the social media monsters and the elites, the Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, these guys that are making waves on the Internet, putting mm-hmm. together a show. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it gets much bigger
1: than that. So we come up to September 2nd, and is this going to be a success? Definitely, yes. So what is exactly the future of all these guys? If you prove that you can do this without the machine – Then why go back into the machine?
0: You know that's a big thing. I'm not exactly sure. You know, to me, in reading interviews and, and hearing these guys talk about it, it seems like a big part of wanting to do this is simply just to do it. Yeah, thinking that they they're able to do it. Um, I think if if the. I think similar to a lot of things, if it goes off really well, you can't tell me that they're not gonna be like, holy fuck. We should do that again. We should keep doing stuff like that. Yeah, you can't. But tell if you me keep on doing it, though, it gets old, right? Yeah. It, this is. Th- th- there's a reason this is different. There's a reason why this is exciting. So, it kind of just depends, I guess, on how they feel after it. I mean, me personally, this, this. I mean, God, these guys are making just a slang in merch sales and for yep. the places they're working now. You know, I can't see them wanting to venture off. And, again, maybe maybe it's just part of being a successful human being and being like, you know what, let's challenge ourselves. Let's do something that's different. Mm-hmm. Let's challenge, you know, Ring of Honor as, as an, another independent promotion in the United States that's going to be drawing. But, you know, again, are they going to be able to rely on the fact that they're selling it as one of the biggest indie events of all time every single time they do it? Probably not. So that's something they have to look at. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll we'll find out on September second. I think it's really exciting. But you know, I I think I would expect as long as they're all in the the position they are in now that we could maybe expect this to be a yearly thing. But as far as a, becoming a regular promotion, I don't know. That just that seems a little too, you know, difficult without having that kind of infrastructure to to regularly promote. Yeah. So.
1: Well, we kind of seen like we've seen the growth of Palooza up here. Yeah. Where. You know, first went from being almost like a monthly, bi-monthly type of show to, hey, let's do a Palooza. Oh, that worked really well. Let's maybe do a second one. And now they're running like every, every other month on a Thursday, it seems. So you kind of see that little growth right there as well. Um, I'm just excited, Nick. Whenever tickets go on sale, this is a question that we have to ask ourselves right now. Are we all in? Should we go? <laughs> if we can go if we can get tickets I've, i i yeah. really think this is going to
0: sell out super quick you know i don't well, i don't
1: think i don't i'm not too sure if it's going to sell out as quick as uh the new japan global war shows you don't think so in chicago it's 10,000 yeah in comparison to like 5 that's true you know like so maybe we we'll have an extra hour and a half maybe yeah
0: that's enough time and again we talked about this before the show started but it also depends on like ticket prices you know how expensive is it going to be to go um, is it going to ramp up after they start making some of these big announcements? Because I, I would imagine that they might start selling tickets before they have a finalized card announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows, you know, I, I simply would want to go to be a part of that atmosphere. I mean, honestly, you know, we could go and they could have no big names aside from the guys that are, you know, that are putting on the show. And I think that would definitely be worth it because I think, again, it's going to be one of the biggest um, independent shows. There's gonna be a lot of really rowdy fans there, really big supporters there. Um, I'm sure we'll get everybody that's in the Bullet Club there. And uh, and yeah, I I I wouldn't see why we shouldn't go when it's that close to where yeah. we are. I mean, four it's, hours. Yeah, we drive that. We used it. Well, used to drive that. Yeah. Uh, basically every other week for wrestling shows. So, mm-hmm. what's what, why not uh, go have fun and, and check out something that we might only have the chance to see once?
1: Hell yeah, maybe Stone Cold be there too, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn young bucks <laughs> killing the business.
0: I don't know. Maybe actually. Yeah. I mean, it's called all in for a reason. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I mean, these dudes are probably going to shell out a shit ton of money to get some, some big names there. And then they'll have their friends working, uh, you know, some really good matches. So that's why, you know, that's, that's only the only reason why you expect to see guys like CM Punk. There are other big names. I mean, even like a stone cold because you know, guys that are still really in touch with, you know, the wrestling mm-hmm. fan base um, want to give back to the wrestling fan base because they're they're literally calling the show all-in. I mean, it's got to be different than what you'd expect from a regular ROH or New Japan show. So yeah. all-in to me says you can expect some really big, really cool stuff there, but that's just me. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll have, like, a Hell in a Cell match. The first ever independent Hell in a Cell I, match. They're not going
1: to have a Hell in a Cell match.
0: Actually, that's probably a lot. There's probably been some independent Hell in a Cell matches. They've just probably been really bad. Um, Like, the cage is, like...
1: Maybe. Five feet know.
0: high. It's like the wrestlers are crouching in it. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, I always want a,
1: one of those um, – uh, I want an indie version of the um, big boss man, Al Snow. Kennel. Hell in I kennel. I want that match now.
0: Yeah. Goddamn
1: dogs taking shits everywhere. Is
0: that what you want to see? Yeah, I kind of want to see that now. Mm. Yep. Well, that's what you want to see, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Well – well, it should be time to yeah. wrap this one up. That does it for um, gravel talk. We had we yeah. had a lot of
0: a lot of discussion this
1: week. Had uh... yeah, we didn't even touch on like fantasy sports or anything like that. Well, by the way, Ryan Brown finally got your fantasy football trophy. Oh, it's sitting at home. Oh, so at your house like, at my house. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm excited to see what it is then. Yeah, it's pretty good. I forgot to bring Spider Man, so I guess we're both on the hook then. Yeah, look at us. Yeah, we're just. Not oh, that's okay. Do that.
1: I don't know if I'm gonna have time to actually watch it before like uh, the FK. Oh yeah. When so? do you leave?
0: Sunday. No. Thursday. Then you're gone from Thursday
1: to what? Thursday through Tuesday. Thursday. I'll be through back Tuesday. like Wednesday next week, okay. and then you're gone. Sunday through Wednesday night. Okay.
0: I will also be in Chicago land. Chicago. Yeah. Shut down. for work.
1: Shut down, Rumble. By myself. You're going down with uh. You're not going down with A.C. Riley. No. Wow. I'm really not vacation. Excited. I don't know if that's a vacation.
0: I'm probably honestly I'm gonna bring my gaming laptop and I'll probably go do work stuff and then I'll get home and I'll watch the office on my Chromecast and play video games on my laptop every yeah, single you're night. Yeah, just gonna
1: hang out in the hotel. You're not gonna go out and have like you know. It's eat not some me,
0: man. Chicago food. It's not me. Not, not gonna get hot I'm dogs. On, not when I'm on my lonesome, dude. And I don't wanna. I don't wanna leave. I'm. I'm a. Yeah, I'm a sheltered... Have a hot dog
1: with pickle on it.
0: Nope. <laughs> Relish. Why? Why is like Origin? Stone Cold is like your default impression i i guess, ever, yeah. regardless of the region you're in you could be in japan and it's still like
1: hey brother you're gonna go have some octopus huh some squid <laughs> you some sushi some... some sushi huh brother yeah <laughs> Ichiban." <laughs> no she's like i don't know why i it could be kermit the frog i could do kermit yeah you could do kermit yeah you want to go to get the, some hot dogs with some pickles on it miss piggy <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like i'm not gonna eat myself <laughs> you know I don't even know that was Miss Piggy. I don't know, you know what that was. That sounded like know. a frantic. It sounded like, you know, Rick. almost like Yoda wearing uh, a yeah. drag.
0: Actually, yeah it, did. yeah, it sounded like Yoda after he did some meth. Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, that Rip does scandal. it for this week's uh, Grapple Talk flagship. Uh, not sure when next week's podcast will come out. Probably uh, maybe later in the week. Maybe we'll just take another week off because who cares, right? I mean, Yeah,
1: we- you know, at, at this point in time, we're on the uh, the road to WrestleMania, so there might be a couple potholes.
0: Yeah, maybe a couple of potholes, but we'll bring it back to you at least over the next couple of weeks. Because we still we still got to talk about NXT. Yeah, we do. Take over because that show's shaping up. Yeah. We'll
1: talk about that next time.
0: Yeah, definitely. But uh, as always, make sure to, to check out the Rossly Matters podcast, RGG, The Riley Factor, and Deach and Dash. When Jordy Lee decides to record another episode, uh, find us on slash The Grapple Talk, otherwise on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. We also have uh, links and usually share posts from other shows. So you can find their social media pages there as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, for Jesse Von Ruden,
1: I'm Nick Ragner. Thanks for joining us and uh, stay classy, everyone. We've also been trading to the Cleveland Browns.